Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Fit Literate, the podcast. This is Laura, and this is just Laura. I am on my own today. I am recording my very first uh, solo mini episode for you, my very first uh, podcast on my own ever. Never have I ever recorded a podcast on my own. So I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm super excited about these mini episodes, and I know Carolyn is as well. Um, and I'm just gonna pretend like we are FaceTiming and we're having a good time and maybe you'll take me on your walk or, you know, we can sit down and have a coffee together or something. Cause I'm not going to lie to you. I am scared shitless. I have, (laughs) I think this is probably my eighth take of starting this and not sounding like a complete alien to myself. So in the interest of, uh, doing scary new things very appropriately, what we are talking about today is how to start, how to start scary things, how to start new things, uh, how to start anything. Obviously, you know, in the frame of fitness and wellness and healthy habit building and all of that. But I'm also taking a bit of my own advice right now with uh, sitting down to do this. So there'll be a fun little Fun little full circle moment for us, yeah? Uh, Now, while I am talking to you right now, it is still in the thick of, you know, new year, uh, new me resolution times, but I know you won't be listening to this later, so I just want to remind you, you know, we, we did this a little bit purposefully, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that it's never, ever too late to give yourself a fresh start. You can start something new literally whenever you want. There are no rules. Um, And you can have a blank slate whenever you want one. So I've got eight steps for you today to starting anything. And I hope that uh, I hope that you get something out of this. So I'm just going to jump in. I have to admit that I have not been uh, taking my own advice. And I've been pushing back recording this episode because it really matters to me. I'm really excited to have this medium to talk to you in a little bit longer form than we get to online. Um, And when things matter to me, when I'm excited about them, I tend to put them off until I'm certain that I can get them right. And I, this is new to me. So we're all starting things together today. Hell yeah. All right, here we go. Taking my own advice. Number one, the number one thing with starting something new is accepting that you're going to F it up. Uh, One of my favorite podcasts that I've been listening to is the Beyond the Self podcast with Africa Brooke. And I think she's fascinating. She consistently changes the way I think. And so I definitely recommend checking her out. But the point of that is I'd never heard this phrase before until I heard it phrased by her. And that's don't expect yourself to be at the top of your game at the beginning of your game, which is so simple and so brilliant, but it's so true that these goals we set for ourselves usually come from a place of deep meaning to us. We already see the value in them, right? And so it feels like a betrayal of that thing we value to be bad at it. But the truth is that if it is something valuable, if it's something worth doing, you're going to be bad at it. Because if you could pick it up on the first try, and do it perfectly, or even just do it in any meaningful way, it wouldn't really be worth setting as a goal or uh, 
of future achievement. So accept that you're going to be bad, accept that you might embarrass yourself. And even if you can't accept it, at least, you know, release the guilt for it, at least let go of that, at least give yourself the space to mess up and not abandon it completely if you make one misstep, which is what I'm reminding myself as I'm hearing this out of my own voice and uh, cringing a little bit (laughs) that this is the first time. And so it's okay if this is not the best podcast episode freaking ever. Of course it's not. We have to be beginners before we can be experts at anything, right? Right. Okay. Number two, find your why. And that why is in heavy quotation marks, I will say. And I do think this is one of those phrases that we run into danger where it's like you hear something so much that it starts to lose its meaning, you know, but finding your why to me is about aligning with your values, right? And then for the sake of accomplishing that, being flexible, being able to change your tactics, being able to shift your approach, but being committed to that thing you decided you value um, and less committed to, you know, the means that you utilize to get there. So I know that's a big topic and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more in the future, but finding your why. And I also think that that, uh, I think in finding your why, you also have to disconnect from the shoulds, right? Those, especially I think this connects to New Year's resolutions specifically um, or resolutions of any kind that have to do with, you know, health and fitness. But disconnecting from the overwhelm of advice and the overwhelm of different programs and uh, guidelines and, you know, 10 steps to this and 21 days to that Um, and connecting to why you're doing what you're doing. It seems so simple, but it's, it's a really powerful exercise, I think. Okay. Number three, start small. So let's get into some practical stuff here. So thinking about, you know, whatever goal it is you have, I'm going to gently assume that in the context of this podcast, let's think of it as a fitness goal, you know, getting back to the gym, whatever. Um, So questions for you. Starting small, taking a step towards your goal. What can you do tomorrow? Now, the thing you thought of, I want you to think even smaller than that. Uh, Whether you're like a complete newbie, you're a recovering perfectionist like me, I think we tend to overestimate what's doable. And gosh, doable is like my favorite word because uh, our brains are set up to protect us from threats, right? To keep us alive. When we introduce new things, our brain has to spend a tremendous amount of energy figuring out whether we are safe or whether we are in danger. And that's why, you know, new things can be so anxiety inducing. So what is one thing that you could introduce that like wouldn't throw you completely off your balance that seems doable that seems like something you could have already done because I think we discount those really really easy steps for the sake of taking a step we feel is more meaningful but like what can you get done in five minutes what's the one next thing like if I'm going to go to the gym for the first time tomorrow I have to 
pack out an outfit. I have to pack my bag. I have to make a plan. I have to look over that plan. I have to, you know, make sure I know what movements I'm trying to do and why and what muscles they're working and maybe where in the gym I'm going to do those things. And that's like 12 things that I listed right there. And we want to skip all those steps. and We want to skip to like, okay, day one, I'm going to go super hard at the gym. But like the last time I had to get accustomed to going to the gym, my first week there was just like, figure out where all the equipment is, figure out how to use the locker, all the Nambi Pambi stuff like that. That's so annoying, but that's part of it too. And when you start to build up those tiny little steps, then the big steps get a little less intimidating. So don't, I don't want to say don't overestimate yourself because you're capable of doing that hard stuff, but don't overlook the tiniest steps as something so easy it's not worth doing the easy steps are worth doing so that the harder steps get a little less intimidating yeah all right number four I'm gonna have to keep this quick you know I can talk and talk and talk and talk and I don't want this to be an hour-long podcast (laughs) sorry Carolyn all right here we go number four Seek guidance. This is one that I need to tattoo on the inside of my eyelids and drill into my brain because I'm like, I can't do it on my own. But uh, no, you don't have to, right? Um, guidance in any form, a book, a podcast, uh, or something like hiring a coach or buying a new program or even like something as simple as downloading an app or again like if we're talking in the fitness space go on Instagram and save a couple workouts that look kind of fun I know random Instagram workouts get a bad rap but for real like anything that looks fun and doable and like someone else is doing some of the thinking work for you it's going to eliminate a lot of decision fatigue. This could also go with like, okay, I want to cook more at home. Go save some recipes. Don't think you're going to do that all on your own. Um, there's obviously we are, there is no lack of information out there about anything you might be doing um, or anything you might be uh, trying to do for the sake of a goal or adding value to your life. So Go seek out someone who's got the first couple steps done for you. There's nothing wrong with that. That's like working smarter, not harder, um, in my opinion. And this goes back, I think, to finding your why. That if you seek out a form of guidance, if you hire a coach, if you start reading a book and you figure out that approach doesn't work for you, I really, really hope that you have committed to yourself and what feels right for you and your why more than you've committed to the approach you're going to take to get there. So pause, assess, is this version working for you? Could you find a different version? Could you seek out uh, help from another source? It is a-okay if the help you seek doesn't end up working for you specifically. I think it takes a lot of takes a lot of self-reflection to get to that place but it's worth doing because you were worth committing to um anyways I think the point of that is that having a plan having uh some steps laid out for you by someone that's not you uh can often be the difference between feeling like you're showing up and flailing around and feeling like you're showing up with purpose and I think again being aligned with that sense of purpose being aligned with that why uh, can really make you feel like you have the right to be there it can make you feel like you are 
the person that is capable of doing the hard things that you want to do. And you deserve that. Okay, here we go. Moving on halfway through. Woo, we're doing it, friends. Number five, be loud about it. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite ideas is that when we keep promises we make to ourselves, that helps us build our confidence. We realize we're a person with integrity, that we're a person that we can trust, right? We realize that we're safe with ourselves. Um, And I want to reframe this as not necessarily looking for accountability, because I always say like, accountable to what for who like you don't owe anyone self-improvement I think you know I think there's a difference between making up for wrongs and uh seeking growth I think those are two different things so I don't love the word accountability but anyways again another episode I'm gonna chat way too much at you um but if you set a goal Speak it into existence, for lack of a better phrase. I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but write it down. Say it out loud. Put a reminder in your phone. Uh, Tell your friends about it. Tell yourself in the mirror about it. The more I think you can talk about it and make it kind of part of your external world and not just this like secret harbored desire, uh, the more real that thing becomes. I am a post-it note girly I love a good post-it note my office where I'm recording this from is littered in post-it notes of little reminders to myself little desires little uh plans things I'm you know things I'm saving for or things that I ideas for the future of my business ideas for content um reminders of like people I love all the things that are important to me I love particularly taking a a picture of a post-it note like that and setting it as the screensaver for my phone so I see it all the time but also like put it in your calendar put it in your journal write it down we sometimes I think it goes along with the perceived embarrassment of being a beginner but sometimes we're afraid to admit that we want things and I think the more you can normalize for your own brain uh that it's okay to try, <laughs> that effort is is cool and good and safe, um, I think the less scary those steps become. So say it out loud, be loud about it, tell your friends, tell yourself, make sure your brain knows what you're up to, yeah? So it can follow through on your plans. Okay, number six, get comfy. Make yourself comfy. Listen, Doing anything is so hard, y'all. L- literally, like it reminds me of that. Uh, I think the first John Mulaney special where he's like, "The fact that anyone showed up tonight is incredible because doing anything is terrible." But it is really vulnerable to do things. It is messy. It is embarrassing, like we said. Um, and ultimately, when we are vulnerable, when we are messy, when we are in a state of growth and a state of being a beginner, the thing we're risking is being embarrassed. And ultimately, that's not risking a lot, but it feels so, so unsafe. Um, and that can be the biggest barrier for entry. So don't make it any harder on yourself. Get comfy. When we're facing something new, I think we think a lot about the opportunity cost, the how can this harm me if it goes poorly or um, 
you know, what's it going to take out of me to get this done? But we don't think about the flip side of that, which is what do I miss out on if I don't do something? Um, What do I miss out on if I don't make the most of my time? If I don't go after the things that I want, if I don't just start and see if I can do something. So start slow, start small, just like we talked about before. Take it one thing at a time. Don't skip six steps ahead when you haven't taken the first baby step yet, because the first baby step is super worth it. Uh, And something that has stuck with me, one of my favorite fitness people on on the internet in the world, uh, Laura Kudari, talks about in her book, Lifting Heavy Things, um, the importance of this setup. And she talks about her strength coach uh, reminding her conditions first when you're setting up for a heavy lift, right? How's, how's your form? How's your breathing? Is your head in the right space? Um, did you show up today? Have you rested? All of that. All of the, the setup is so important to making sure that you're not combating all these things, especially in those first scary steps, especially before you have the experience to self-correct along the way. So it's okay to, you know, boil yourself slowly like a frog. It's okay to baby yourself a little bit, you know, wear your favorite outfit, show up with a friend, listen to something you like. You don't have to do a 180 and an overhaul to, you know, take a, take a step towards something new. All right, here we go. Number seven, focus on the feeling. Focus on how it feels rather than how it looks. I know you hear me say this all the time, but I think if you take away one thing from this today, that is the most important bit. There is no one right way to do anything. That's the biggest lie in the world. And in your fitness journey, in your healthy habits, in your boundary setting, in whatever it is, you are the best judge of how something is working for you. And I hope, 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 hope that you value your own input, your own experience, and your own feedback so much higher than anything that's coming from an external source. Because you are the person who knows your body best. You are the person who knows your mind best. You are the person who has to live inside your mind. You are the person who has to live inside your own experience. So if you're meeting the kind of resistance where something just isn't working for you, maybe just entertain the thought that it's just not the right thing, that there might be something else out there that's a better match, right? It's like a it's like a good relationship. The only people who know if a relationship is right or not are the people inside it and in this case it's you you and you so listen to you please 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 a couple uh questions that i would like to ask myself if say i was starting a you know new fitness program or something like that um i try not to make this too like uh fitness is life and life is fitness but so often there's so much crossover but you knew that already so Let's talk about a new routine. Is this making me feel more refreshed or totally spent? Is this making me feel appropriately challenged or is this making me feel punished? Is this making me feel supported or is this constrictive, right? Tune into the feedback you're getting from the inside 
if the process of something is miserable, you're never ever going to be able to commit long enough to achieve that thing that you value. So value your own process, value your own experience, and then assess that and adjust it as often as you can and as often as you need to. There is no shame in saying, nope, I was wrong. I took two steps down the wrong path and I'm going to turn around and try a different one. It's so much better than wasting your own time. So just let go of that guilt and just uh, just to do a little U-turn for yourself. All right, number eight, the grand finale. Give yourself grace. Again, you hear me say this all the time. And yes, this is kind of the same as number one, but you need to accept that you will have an off day because you will, because you are a human and not a robot that can show up and check off a to-do list every single day, right? You will have a bad day. You will have an emotional day. You will have a day when you get in a fight with your best friend. You will have a day where you didn't sleep well the night before. You will have a day when you're on your period. You will have a day when you have to take your cat to the vet. These things happen. And I'm not saying you need to plan to fail, but you need to have a plan for when your plan doesn't happen. Uh, because it won't. (laughs) It won't. I'm sorry. That might be pessimistic. So if we can shift our thinking from, I'm going to do this every single day, or I'm going to follow this 100% to a T. If we can shift that to, I'm going to do this most days. I'm going to try to do this more often. I'm going to make more time for this. I'm going to slide this up my scale of priorities, I think that can be really, really powerful. And that can be a really good way, again, to tune into what you actually need on any given day and not burn yourself out, not feel trapped by some arbitrary number um, that a past version of you made. Because, you know, in this very moment of my life, I have more information about myself than I'll ever have. I am more equipped to make decisions for myself and to know what I need. And tomorrow, I'll have even more. I'll know myself a little bit better. I'll have collected another 24 hours of information. When you plan to have a contingency plan, when you already make your peace with the fact that it will not be perfect, you give yourself room to trip up and recover without sending yourself into a shame spiral and completely abandoning that thing that was so important to you two weeks ago, you know, sending yourself down a rabbit hole of guilt and then trying another crazy restrictive plan next January. So give yourself the opportunity to try things, Uh, you know, have a trial period, not a complete overhaul of everything you do in your life day to day. So let's go over it one more time. This is like a what how I learned how to write an essay in middle school (laughs) number one accept that you will fuck up don't be afraid to be a beginner number two find your why number three start small yes even smaller than that tiny tiny little bitty baby steps number four seek out guidance from somebody you trust or maybe two people you trust not the entire internet number five be loud about it Number six, get comfy. Don't make it any harder on yourself than you need it to be. Number seven, focus on the feeling. Focus on what you are learning about yourself rather than how it looks if you're doing it the exact right way because that doesn't matter and it doesn't exist. And number eight, give yourself grace 
Give yourself space to fail. The faster you fail, the faster you'll learn. So that is how I start. And uh, now that we've started this, I'm feeling a little less scared. I'm a little less embarrassed by the sound of my own voice. I'm a little more excited to talk to you again in the future. And, uh, you know, you can edit podcasts, so it's not a not a big deal. But I <laughs> tripped over my words a couple times. So uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, let us know. You can shoot me a DM over on Instagram either at laura.gerard or at fitliteratepod. Go and give us a follow over there if you don't mind. Um, We love five-star ratings, all of that. I'm really making this up because I'm just saying things I've heard people say at the end of podcasts I listen to. So I hope you're well. I hope you're taking care of yourself. Maybe go have a snack. And I'm already looking forward to chatting more with you in the future. So bye, friends.